Welcome back to another episode of Tuesdays with Mummy, a show where I Tejas Rao get together with my mother each week to talk about the various happenings in our lives. We're really excited to continue this episode of the podcast, which is the second in our two-part series talking about Vipassana. Say hello to your crowd, Amma. Hello everyone and thank you for joining us today. Something that we mentioned at the start of the last episode is that you have to approach these episodes with an open mind. It's something I'm trying to do more of of late and it's something that is difficult to do but yields a lot of rewards in terms of the amount of information that you get. Last week on the podcast, mom was able to inform us about what what vipassana actually was and the way in which her first course went. This week, I'm going to get her to reflect a little more on what the practice has meant in her life. So to start us off, Amma, I want to ask you, what changes have you noticed in your life after the Vipassana course? So Tejas, it has been three years uh, since my first course. And like every other habit, the results are seen over a gradual period of time. There have been few important changes that I notice in myself. And I hope other family members have noticed it too. <laughs> Yeah, first and foremost, I feel a better uh, calmness in mind for a much longer duration. I used to always enjoy and I continue to love doing multitask, you know, at the but at the end of the day I used to get a bit stressed even though all the tasks were ticked and accomplished, but even now uh, if there are 10 things on my plate, now I'm able to handle them more efficiently. because a calm mind helps in better decision making with more clarity and better logic so i'm able to prioritize my tasks and there is a lot more satisfaction and peace before going to bed each night and being okay with the limitations of the situations sometimes i used to regret that uh, something could have been better but now i am more acceptance of what has been done and that gives me a lot more joy and satisfaction so simple example like you know when you went to uk directly from bangalore as much as i wanted to spend time with you you could not come to dubai yes initially it did disappoint me but it didn't affect my daily routines or sleep you know so i was much more able to accept of what the situation had in store for us which also means because very, but do you sorry? think that yeah do you think that's because of vipassana or is it because of any meditation practice that you've taken uh well i have explored a few other meditation over the last uh, 20 25 years but i have not been able to continue for a longer duration because i just could not get a connect to it the yeah. vipassana it was a lot more relatable and uh, the results were instantaneous i could see uh, you know that meditation how much of changes and happiness it brought about and that was why i was able to continue for a longer time yeah which which i think is is extremely important with meditation practices is also equally important to find something that fits you and for right. you it's been vipassana Correct. what other changes have you noticed uh the second another important one is i'm able to filter out the externalities like for example um, the the one year of pandemic has taught us how situations are beyond our control and for some it even caused uh, mental health issues 
which we are aware about uh, but with practice now i can meditate with my eyes open and i have been able to meditate when i am waiting at the airport ready to board a plane so everything... i hope you've not missed any flights because of that <laughs> no i haven't <laughs> because my eyes are open <laughs> <laughs> yeah so everything around you simply becomes a noise and you are able to filter out completely and focus and tune to your mind and body so over a period of time this externalities or noise is also applicable to other people's opinions and views which no longer have such a strong influence over you you know so that has been something that i notice uh the third is a feeling of servitude and gratitude i have been extremely fortunate to volunteer in several courses and in with each course comes rich experience uh while serving uh, we can actually see the dissolution of the ego and the pride and there is a lot more humility which sets in we start becoming grateful to all that is bestowed upon us and the joy and gratification that you get is so immense beyond words and it's a small token of appreciation towards all the volunteers uh, who have helped you know uh, to make my own courses comfortable and uh, one more thing that i notice huge change is uh, increase in my tolerance and patience level uh, you remember the time when you and dad used to call me angry face yeah <laughs> so i am sure people who know me now will completely disagree to that i was often the snappy kind um and this daily practice of vipassana has helped in an exponential increase of my uh, patience levels even for the simple reason uh, you know dad snores he has snoring issues and there were so many days early in the morning i used to be so angry at him because my sleep got disturbed but whereas now it's an entirely different kind of a scenario where even if he snores i just let him be for few minutes even if i get woken up maybe i'll just go have a glass of water come back and let him be and another few minutes it automatically dies down and i go back to sleep Mm. So you know in the morning it's much more peace at home now. That's really good to hear amma I can't wait to come back home and experience that one day when there's peace and quiet despite appa's snoring. But of all of these changes amma what do you think has been the toughest change for you to implement? Um there are few on that front too not being judgmental uh because vipassana requires you to be equanimous at all times this includes people as well and the situations uh but the habit pattern of the mind is so strong it colors out the perception of the people and their surroundings so it has been quite challenging to remain unbiased when faced with scenarios with liking you know like meeting a new set of people uh and second one has been there are five moral precepts which we follow one of which is not to kill but the house fly and roaches are such a bother and sometimes the mosquitoes too so it's quite difficult to resist the uh, you know the temptations uh, to swat them yeah i can i can completely relate i mean i had my own face to face with godzilla when a small lizard entered our house when i was home alone i was like running around trying to find it it's very very tough to resist the urge 
but i found that a more peaceful way is to send them back out into nature rather than uh, trapping them or killing them but where have you seen the least amount of change where you thought you may change a lot um i thought with the practice of meditation uh, with minimum 1 hour and off late the last few months has been 2 uh, to 3 hours a day uh, and of course in between i was doing the courses so there has been a continuation of uh, practice i thought there would be better change in me on how i would less react and uh, more respond uh, to situations i was hoping to have a more quick around time in controlling this kind of an attitude um guess it may take a while it has not been uh, so quick for example uh, like i mentioned earlier i have always been the one who is snappy you know mm-hmm. or angry so why does someone get angry when you try try to rationalize um you know we get angry when maybe somebody insults us or when something our wish is not fulfilled or you know so at that time um when something undesirable happens with the concept of vipassana what we understand is that it triggers a lot of unpleasant sensations in your body okay mm. so instead of observing the sensations we try to focus our anger towards the person or the situation and with this to and fro game what happens you start building up more anger now with the help of vipassana um, i try to observe the sensations so whenever an anger or a disappointment or anything occurs so i'm sure uh, with you know with passage of time it should also change it's the same even with the uh, situations which make you happy right, right. i mean the feel good hormones which are there um dopamine right those yeah. hormones what they are called yeah so they also are like a flood of hormones which you know get released in your body so when you are happy you are able to spread so much of happiness around and it's the same with anger when you are angry when all these other hormones like adrenaline or cortisol or any other stress hormones that get produced they start getting a flood throughout your body of those hormones and they not only make you feel irritable but also make the people around you also start being irritable yeah, yeah that's true yeah so something that i can rationalize i've been able to understand but putting it to to practice i think that has been uh, really difficult have you seen the amount of changes in me I, i know we haven't spent enough time on one to one personal basis over the last one year uh, but we have had daily interactions and we have collaborated on so many projects together so what changes do you notice i think the biggest thing that i've noticed is that the pace at which you take your life has changed um i feel like there is a very fast pace like we're all born with this innate desire to live quickly 
even though like as and i think maybe that gets increased as we age because i have experienced that compared to when i was a teenager my desire to do more to sort of continuously be active to keep uh, occupying myself with something productive every minute of the day has started to increase that desire to live very fast paced life um i've seen this active change in you in terms of slowing down that pace not in terms of decreasing the number of things that you are involved with but decreasing the way that you think about them and talk about them uh i guess that's very internal just as a result i mean it's a result of this meditative practice that you're able to internalize that feeling of being a little slower with the way that you take things but you're still accomplishing the same amount of stuff like you're still doing all of these projects you're just a lot more at ease with the pace at which they are coming to you and you're a lot more at ease with the pace at which they require you to work rather than feeling that oh it's a lot oh there's so many things to do and i think the best example of this is i feel like when you used to cook for guests there was a lot of uh, a lot of chaos the day when guests used to come to the house it was very organized chaos yeah. and i used to be at the brunt yeah. of that because i was useless in the kitchen as a child and you were a control freak in the kitchen so it was like i wanted to help you but you didn't want me to help you but you wanted help and i was like what do i do do i just go and i used to go and sit on the sofa because there was nothing else for me to do and just as a result of that i remember you saying that you were uncomfortable with cooking for a lot of guests because you weren't sure how recipes should be um altered and fast calculations used to maybe throw things off one dish out of five may have gone for a toss out of five dishes not to say that you were a bad cook or anything at any point of time it was just that there was that overwhelming feeling uh so to speak and what i remember bengaluru ji and tata telling me about their trip when someone came home for deepavali in 2019 you were sleeping in the middle of the day while cooking for them uh which just shows me how much more organization and that pace has changed for you that you're okay yeah the dinner has to get cooked but if i plan things out take things a little slowly i'll be fine that that amount i think has been really good it's been it's been really nice to see yeah thank you thank you so much yes you have noticed a visible change in me and it is also because it has been much easier for me to let go of things yeah. and move forward i used to hold back a lot uh, even for the next day carry forward the baggage but now i have realized how useless it has been i mean all these things and concepts we are able to comprehend you know and we are able to rationalize or internalize what you call it but then putting it to practice when it is required is the most difficult thing absolutely because we are so much used to that habit right of reacting it yeah that's yeah. true but something that i'm curious about is meditation and religion are usually very linked together um as a child one of the things that used to take me away from anapana meditation or you know when ajji used to bengaluru ajji used to tell me a lot i'll teach you om vilom and and uh, she had this thing of wanting to teach me meditation a lot and i was just i did not have any interest in it and one of the things that used to steer me away from it was how linked it was to religion my beliefs have since changed they've evolved i'm 
of course a little more open minded now than i was when i was a child but people usually shy away from meditative practices because they're worried about how it will affect their religious belief so i'm wondering how how does a practice like vipassana which is like you mentioned in the previous episode a buddhist tradition how does it interact with your own religious beliefs uh vipassana though it is based on buddha's teachings it's a very non sectarian Mm. Uh, uh, the technique as such it is more scientific in nature and caters to people of all faiths so with respect to myself uh, and many others whom i have also met the relationship with religion has only grown stronger you know i have had friends who say that they can understand quran or granth sahib much more deeper and i totally echo their sentiments Ex- mm. the religious scriptures the main message what the scriptures have to convey we are able to understand much more deeper after going through the vipassana practice and the meditation for example earlier my interaction with god was kind of restricted to chanting of prayers or visiting temples hymns and puja you know rituals and all that but now i find myself seeing god as universal you know something mm. in the values spiritual values with kind acts of kindness love compassion forgiving everywhere it is visible so god i feel is much more than what i earlier understood him to be and this is a kind of a revelation which keeps growing each day even in the smallest things like when i see a woodpecker during my morning walk it gives me so much of joy because i have been able to see god in the universe in every place around us so in that way i don't think it has kind of interfered with my own religious belief yeah but um is that again because when you meditate you're thinking about god in any way or is it just as a result of um how much clarity you're able to approach your religion with uh vipassana as a meditation technique doesn't focus on any particular person thing or matter mm. you know what we start is the focus on breath which is universal we breathe in that is the first thing that we do when we are born and that is the last thing that we do when we pass die right so we focus on breath and breath is something that is universal again for all religions so this is something that has been always with us and during meditation on that and as well as the sensations like what i was talking earlier about and do you think it's increased your tolerance for other religions not that you were intolerant before in any way but do you think there's more compassion definitely when i say i'm seeing god as being universal i have started seeing god in every person and that is also something that i would like to be one day where i can be seeing the goodness and i can see the goodness in every individual that i meet i still have a long way to go for that but i hope i can see that in every person too that's that's super interesting i think that one of the things that definitely keeps me away from i think kept me away from meditative practices was this religious association that it seemed to have so it's it's quite interesting to know that there is a a secular way to approach it 
uh, one that treats all religions equally, one that gives the capacity for each religious belief to grow, uh, which which is quite nice. But are there times where you've lost the belief in the practice or lost your continuity in your practice? So when we talk about belief, it is more of acceptance without proof, right? Mm. Most of the times. And uh, Vipassana meditation is an inside wisdom that you gain through self-experience. So you time and again, there is ample proof to the concept of impermanence, anicca, what we call as, and the concept of dependent arising. You know, this is another beautiful concept that is there. So you get anger at another person, for example, because of ignorance, you know, a simple thing like that. And so it is not a belief system here. And all around us, we see constant changes which are happening. And one thing exists because of another, right? So um, I, I, there haven't been any times where I've lost uh, the belief. Because but what about continuity? Gained. Sorry? What about continuity? Continuity, I've been very fortunate. Uh, like in the first one year, I, ha- I was determined to do the practice each day, morning from 4.30 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. And in the evening as well, whenever permissible. And to do uh, as many courses as possible, whenever time permits, uh, either serving, volunteering or uh, sitting for the course. So I've been quite fortunate and uh, quite determined to continue with the practice. I'm glad to hear it, Amma. I think uh, Vipassana has been a, one of those things that entered your life and then eventually entered everyone in our family's life. It's become a part of our vocabulary. And I think that's been a really positive change for all of us, whether or not we've done the course or not. Um, I think a lot of us have started thinking about what the course means and started asking you more questions about it. And it's, it's led to a lot of insights of our own. Of course, the best teacher is experience. And I think each of us desires to do the course one day. But something that's super important, I think, with Vipassana is that the right time will come. And I'm yes. waiting for that, for, for my time to come with it. Yes, 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 definitely. I mean, for example, we have been in the UAE for the last 20 years, but I came to know about the course only three years ago, right? Yeah. So everything uh, and a place and uh, has a time, like one of my teachers recently said, everything is as it should be. You yeah. Know, such simple words, but so true, so effective, right? And all this would not have been possible without your help, your support, your understanding or with immense support and understanding with daddy. I mean, I've been away on courses where I can't access my mobile and you people can't reach me and it's been perfectly okay with you all. You know, that takes a lot. I think one of the biggest changes that's happened as a result of your Vipassana course is how much me time Appa and I get. (laughs) We really, like something that we started to do. uh, So the first course was very difficult. I think both of us struggled with different things in your first course because he was, of course, dealing with being in the hospital and I was in Bangalore doing an internship that had long hours. And it was, it started, I know that there was a bit of a fractitious time between us, but what we did very actively from when you went to your second course is that we started to take the time to speak to each other every day, but also we moved 
from the main whatsapp chat onto our own private whatsapp chat <laughs> which i think gave us both the opportunity to express ourselves a little more freely knowing that you wouldn't have the opportunity to ever see those messages <laughs> so thank you for giving us that thank you for giving <laughs> us our time against and... me yeah both of you <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah but yeah. thanks amma any concluding words No I hope every listener of mine gets an opportunity to do this wonderful course and experience for themselves what benefits it has to offer we often in life we give too much of importance to ourselves and just being away for 10 days you know give when you come back after the course you realize there's just about 1000 plus whatsapp messages and it's only your family members who have truly missed you and the world has gone on without noticing yes the sun rises in the east and sets in the west <laughs> yeah absolutely i think the next time someone asks me how i am i'm going to reply with everything is as it should be but thanks amma thank you so much it's been an absolute delight to talk to you about vipassana i don't think i've had the opportunity to ask you these questions before um i really appreciate your time and to the listener thank you so much for tuning in I know this two part series is a little different from what we ordinarily do and what we ordinarily talk about but I hope you've enjoyed listening to these episodes. We'll be back again next Tuesday with another episode of Tuesdays with Mummy. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you like to listen to podcasts. So we'll see you then. Goodbye.